What's going on, team? Welcome to an episode of the Keep Going Podcast Season 2. This is your co-host, Luke Wheat, coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Before the show starts, make sure to follow us on our socials. Okay, Twitter, the Keep Going Pod, Insta, the KG Podcast, and YouTube, at the KG Pod. Just a reminder that we are not psychiatrists and not psychologists, just a couple ex-athletes trying to make a difference and end the stigma of mental health. Thank you guys for listening, and let's get to the show. That keep going moment. My keep going moment. That's my keep going moment. Let's keep going. What's going on, team? Welcome to season two of the Keep Going podcast, episode 37. This is your host, Luke. We super fired up to be here, coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee, with the co-host, Pat O'Malley. What's up, buddy? Yeah, man, another day, another bike ride. I was just telling Ben in the prelude, this has been a stable point. So if you're watching on the YouTube, you know I'm on the bike. My body is back and forth. But yeah, man, episode 37, season two, hook them horns in the building today. I'm fired up, Luke. I'm fired up. Second best UT in the country, but we'll get to that. We'll get to Uh-oh. that. <laughs> Already starting this, but no, in all seriousness, Luke, come out of Roscoe, Illinois, coming off of a beautiful wedding last night with some great people. I, my cup is filled. You know, I'm ready to go, baby. Uh, on the YouTube side of things, guys, make sure you're watching the YouTube. Um, you will have heard that in our new intro for season two in the prelude. I'm super excited for that as well. All good things in season two. But, yeah, I just got done uh, filming for a little YouTube series. We won't go too much into detail with that, but super cool stuff coming our way. No, no doubt, Luke. No doubt, man. I, before we introduce Ben, I got to ask you, though, you know, how'd you feel, how'd you feel about last week's episode? I, I, I thought it was one of our best, man. Oh, absolutely. Um, every single guest we bring on just – raises the bar right every time every time and I, i'd like to thank our guests i'd like to thank our network and just shout out our socials at the kg podcast not only on twitter but instagram the blog the website luke's doing a great job with the virtual side so shout out luke but just a reminder we're not specialists as well no we're not we're not psychiatrists we're not psychologists just a couple ex-athletes trying to help out right in the stigma on mental health no doubt. Luke, speaking of that, man, what'd you do this week for your mental health? Uh, nutrition. So talk, the, to me, kid. so talk to you, buddy. You were talking to me. I'll tell you that you were the one that kind of set me up with it. Um, Pat hooked me up with, um, what was it? NCSA, uh, zoom calls about nutrition. Yeah, man. NCSA has got so many great resources. If you haven't checked it out, obviously shameless plug. That's my employer. NCSA does a fantastic job with that kind of stuff. So I was watching the Zoom, um, and I hate that I can't remember the two people. I'll kind of shout them out in the description below. But they had a couple of Olympic hopefuls on there that were talking through nutrition. What should you be doing for your body to, one, recover, but also to fuel yourself for the week? Um, part of that for me this week was no booze. That wasn't like Wednesday or Thursday and realized I hadn't had one so that's kind of what I rolled with it wasn't necessarily what I set out for um but yeah so uh really meal prepping got some lemon chicken that just came out of the oven starving right now and I'm smelling that I can't wait to get into it but yeah man that's kind of what I went with yeah man I think nutrition is a huge piece right it's really become a non-negotiable for me especially during the week uh to get kind of where I'm at so If you're looking for more help on the mental side, a lot of it starts with 
what you're consuming, not only food and drink wise, but also what you're viewing and what you're listening to. So what you take in is what's going to come out. So remember that as we go on. Um, I think the big thing for me this week is once again, getting back with my people. I think this wedding was refreshing, not only to see love like that. Uh, shout out Ben and Brianna. It was a fantastic time last night, but being around people that truly care, not only about you, but about what they're doing in the world, right? Like you look at the ceremony last night, and you're like, these are two people that have made people better. And you look around and it, there's not a dry eye in the house, including myself. So <laughs> being with your people and shining your light, making an impact, man, that's really what it's all about. So celebrating love last night and being with my people, that was mine for this week for sure. Absolutely, man. And uh, shout out to Nate McClendon. He's going to be helping me basically weekly with this new video series coming up. And he was my roommate in college. Um, he moved back up to Knoxville and it's just, it's a blessing to uh, get to see him every week and get to kind of have um, a little bit of fellowship with him every week. So that's super, super big for me um, as well. Love getting with your people, Pat. Um, without further ado, man, we're going to bring the guest on. We got Ben Munger here, uh, University of Texas women assistant coach. Ben, come on, man. Ben, what's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Buddy, we're I living the dream. What about you? Oh, loving it. Loving life. Just starting preseason up. Um, high energy, high level of schedule being filled. Um, <laughs> it's good. Life is great. No, love that, man. Yeah. Love that, man. Like, you don't have to. You know, you get to do this stuff. And, Ben, to shout you out, man, I, I can't think of a single athlete that wore number 37, but I'm going to shout you out for the best <laughs> shirt ever worn on a podcast <laughs> episode by any guest. It, it ain't even close. There you go. There you go. Like that Little color. Salmon color fantastic, brother. That color is fantastic. Thanks, guys. Honestly, I when I'm not in orange now, I kind of surprise myself. So I had this on and looked in the mirror and was like, oh, oh, there's another color other than orange. What's going on there? There you exactly. go. Yeah, it catches that, you off Pat. guard a little bit. It does. It never, I don't know if it ever looks as good as the orange, but it, it gets close. No doubt. No doubt. And I wore, orange that you should wear. Yeah, I about to say, I wore as close to orange as I could with this little uh, orange color mix I got going. For Texas, I, I know my West Virginia, I got West Virginia, West Virginia family members are not going to like me supporting Texas today, but I'm going <laughs> to just because of Ben, because this dude, Everything I've heard from Luke, man, has been good things. So, Ben, it's great to finally meet you. But tell me this. Why are you on the pod today? Why were you such a good fit? You know, I've heard you guys ask other people that. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to ask me that question. I, my shortest answer is I don't. There's nothing that comes to mind for me specifically with, like, a background in mental health or anything close to that mental wellness. Um, I think if, if I were to bring something to this, I think it's probably um, maybe some, just some daily habits and some things in my life that kind of bring me joy and, and uh, hopefully that bring joy to people that I'm around on a daily basis. Um, and shout out to you guys, because you guys have had some people on here and yourselves included that, I don't think this is a one. I don't think it's an easy podcast to have to just be super open and vulnerable and host that every time. 
Uh, and two, you've had some people on that have been like, I think, amazing resources. I, I've really enjoyed the, the episodes that I've heard. I think I'll do awesome stuff. So I don't know if I can compare with those, but I'll do my best. Well, I'll no. say this. I'll say this before we get going, because Ben, like every other guest we had on here, is super modest. Um, whether Ben knows it or not, he impacts everybody positively for their mental health. Every time I talk to Ben, I feel like my cup is full. He's helped me out numerous times over the past three or four years. So, um, and just a positive guy overall that you guys will see. Um, so yeah, Ben, we, we really appreciate you coming on. And I know that you're pouring into your athletes every day as well, man. Yeah, I, couldn't uh, I appreciate agree. that, Luke. No, I couldn't agree more about it. And even knowing you in the prelude now, like I can just sense your positivity your energy, why you're in the profession. And so I want to unpack something real quick. So you mentioned things that you do in your everyday life to help with mental wellness, to help raise other people up, to help get the most out of your players, friends, family members. Walk through that for me. What do you feel like in your everyday life that you're doing and that you're helping people that feels good for you? Like, what are some things that you do? Um, that's a good question. I think... I think the start of that is doing stuff for yourself because I think you can only give if you have something to offer, right? So, and when I say that, I mean, just taking care of yourself. Um, I'm going to piggyback off what Luke said because I think a big thing for me, and it's some, I have a really information addicted personality. Like when there's something <laughs> I want to learn about, I dive in pretty hard. And one of those things has been nutrition for me, for sure. Um, and so on a daily basis, and that, that's honestly this week for me, because again, with us starting preseason, it, it can be long days and there's a lot going on and you might not have time for everything. Um, but for me, trying to do my best to, to hit what I want to do in nutrition every day, I think is a big one. Um, and there, it's really interesting. I'd be, I would love to, I'm going to look into the Zoom that Luke, you said you did, because there's so much research as well on just, yeah, like the health, the health of your gut bacteria and how um, how it impacts your brain, right? Like there's been so many studies that are not even like, oh, that might be a thing. Like it's just super obviously like the link between your gut and your brain is a massive one, right? And I think that's something quite honestly, I don't think is spoken about enough is, yeah, we can do a lot of things to try and improve mentally, but one of those biggest things is is how you take care of your gut and what you're doing with that on a daily basis um, yeah i think it's, so i think that would think be the first piece yeah and i think it's so important too just you know we're we're a mental health podcast but we do focus on athletes like if you're fueling your body up to burn 1500 calories a day like that takes a toll on your body you got to be doing the right things you got to stay hydrated you got to be eating the right stuff so for sure that's a great one no, nope, I agree. I agree. I think the physical part that I touched on earlier is so crucial because you are what you take in at the end of the day. Like if you want to flip your life around and you're sitting on the couch eating pizza, you know, drinking soft drinks every day, you're not only going to not look the part physically, but you're not going to feel good physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Cause I believe anyone on this world that got the opportunity to live, you're a miracle, right? And you should treat your body the way that you, you know, you recommend others to, right? Like if they're doing it, you probably should be doing it. So putting the right things, feeding yourself with the right things, you know, not only food wise, but 
what you take in is so crucial. I want to elaborate on that a little bit. Obviously, being a D1 soccer coach right now, how did you get into that role? And tell me your favorite part about it. Oh, uh, well, if I'm being honest, how I got into it is totally by like mistake and just God's will, because I, in college, I wanted to, I went, I went through a few different things that I wanted to do. Um, I really loved, I worked at this outdoor summer camp in college um, and loved it. It was a little shout out for Camp Arrowhead. It was in North Carolina. Um, So I worked there, loved it. I I thought I was going to, I went to school for business because I was like, oh, this is like, I would love to be a camp director when I graduate. Um, Again, part of it, just interacting with young people. I just really enjoyed that in an outdoor, like active setting. Um, Planned on doing that and then got, and Luke knows all about this. Then I got really into (laughs) learning Spanish in college. Um, It started out as a class that I just had to take. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this. And so Long story short, minored in it, studied abroad in Argentina. Um, that was my junior year. And that that really pulled on my heartstrings as well in terms of, you know, you go to Argentina. And then after college, I worked in Nicaragua for a few months. And there was just so much that I thought I could do there. So even in college and even after college, coaching wasn't on my mind at all. Like at that point, I wanted to do something in South or Central America. Um and then I, I, I'm going to have to shout out my college coach here, um, both of them, Pepe and Baker, because yeah, shout them out. Shout them out. I, I have to because I was in Nicaragua and they, they called and they were like, hey, there's there's a position open at Tennessee Wesleyan uh, and that's where both of them played. And they're like, we think that you'd be really good for it. Like, we think you should just try it. And I wasn't too sure. Um, but I was like, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll talk to the coach. I'll go through the process. Um, long story short, ended up getting that, testing it out. And then I know I mentioned I was kind of addicted to information earlier. The more I I did it, the more I was like, and I know I played the position, but the more I was like, well, teaching it is totally different and coaching and interacting with, with student athletes from this side of the fence is, is very different. So, um, I just dug into it and I just, I've always been one that kind of, whatever I do, um, going to give my all at it. And so I still thought it was a temporary thing, but I was like, you know, I'm going to make sure I do my best. And the more I got into it, the more I just loved it. So a few jobs later down the line, I kept with it, um, kept coaching a few different schools. And then two years ago, ended up here. Um, And I think, I think probably my favorite thing about it, and and don't get me wrong, I love the competition piece. I love the high level of it all. Um, Like we have some young young women on our team that are like like miraculous human beings um they're very motivating i think the best part for me personally is it's it can be an environment right where there's high pressure because it is like the the stresses that they put on their body not physically but also just being student athletes as well like mentally and managing the schedule all of it can be a lot and i think for me probably my favorite thing about it is that you get to be I really appreciate earlier, Pat, you said that there's like just being alive, being on earth is a joy within itself. And I I really, I share that, I share that belief big time. Like when you think about not just that we exist, but everything about the earth, like when you go into, when you think about it, it's fantastic. So I say that because 
one of my favorite things about working with them is even though they face all these stresses, pressures, and they can get a bit heavy at times on a daily basis, I get to be like just a reminder of how amazing life is, how amazing sport is, how amazing their school is, like how amazing the team is. Um, I get I get a chance to do that every every day, every morning. Uh, I think I, I just really enjoy that piece. Man, man, we are rolling now, dude. Like, I have so much <laughs> here, and I'm going to kick it over the loop. But I loved a lot of this. Three things that came to mind right away. One, your faith, man. Like, talking about, like, God and your journey, right? Like, opening doors when you didn't even see where the house was. I, that fired me up. I love that. Two, get in a situation where you made connections with people. You stood out to people. So when they had an opportunity, they said, Ben Munger, that, that makes sense because of the connections and the person that you are. Awesome stuff there. And the third thing, being a good person and really putting that all-in, all-out work ethic into your day-to-day. Run it back. We're already getting going. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> Man, no, I, I think I got a couple things from that and and knowing Ben and how detail-oriented he is and knowing how passionate he is about his things. Um, I didn't know you thought it was a part-time thing at Tennessee Wesleyan. It's like, yeah, I may do this for a little bit and then whatever. But listeners, take that as a sign, right? You may never find your thing if you don't put the work in and if you don't try to do your best at everything you do. I think that's a great representation of that. No matter what you do, do it well. Um, super proud of you, Ben, for that that career journey that you've taken so far. And, and man, it, it's amazing. Um, another thing is just passion, right? You love the game of soccer. So finding out a way like to impact others through that sport is just an amazing thing. Um, I love getting out there with the high school kids because kind of like you said, right, they face so many pressures in a day, you know, oh, who am I texting, who's on Insta, all, all this stuff, right? Um, and then they come out on the field and they're playing. Um, and that that's what makes it all worth it and, and seeing their smiles on their face there. And Man, I couldn't agree more. Um, coming from that background into a coaching background, right, what things did you learn as a player that you do now still or that you may not do anymore um, that helps you kind of talk girls through high pressure situations, the women on your team, um, either talk them through high pressure situations or kind of calm them down in certain situations. Hmm. Um, that's, a, that's a wonderful question. It's a I tough think, one. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think a lot of, at least the beginning of my journey, a lot of learning, like digging into the coaching side of things was trying to separate how I felt as a player because it was only certain people operate that way, right? I think probably something that I still carry with me from playing um, is is just the being okay and being accepting of failure, um, not in a yeah. sense of like, Ah, it's good enough. But in a sense of, um, like, I know I had a really hard time as a player, but like most people, like if you make a mistake and you're, you've tried it a million times and you're still making the same mistake and you're like, why am I not getting this? Um, but I know as I like in college, as I grew older and as my playing career progressed, 
I started to kind of embrace that a little bit. Um, and I think that's something as a coach that I think is one of the most invaluable pieces is helping your players understand we are not practicing so that every rep is perfect. We are practicing so that you fail so that you can start to have success a little bit more in those really tough situations. Um, and I think that I, I just think that's invaluable. You know, I think that that's something that really helped me. Um, and that's, that's probably one thing is embracing the, in this case, healthy, embracing the healthy stress, embracing the struggle and, knowing that, yeah, I might not be doing this perfectly how I want right now, but I have to put up with that and I have to be patient with that and appreciate that so that I can get to where I want to be in the future. Absolutely yeah. love that. I agree. And it, it kind of segues perfectly to my next question here. Uh, we talk about on this podcast all the time about how when people in higher levels of competition, D1, baseball, soccer, golf, whatever it may be, professional celebrities, people that people look up to, players look up to, inspiring athletes, even other careers. My question for you is, as a D1 soccer coach now, having this platform to be a D1 coach, if there's athletes out there struggling, right, at any level, if it's junior high, high school, with sports stuff or things away from the pitch, do you feel like your athletes, if they're having those issues, should come forward and talk to you guys? Because I feel like athletes also, like, they can be very, very intimidated by that when things are hitting the fan. So my question is, and a coach at a D1 school, if a player is having an issue, do you encourage them to come talk to you guys? That would be my question. Yeah, I think, I think, and it's kind of what I was alluding to a little bit before in terms of, I think when you start to get in the higher levels, like as a college player and then up those higher levels as well, I think it's really easy for people to perceive and for players to feel like one, like to be a job, just very job-like. Two, like you almost, I mean, for some, I'm sure they probably feel almost like they're a chess piece on a chessboard, right? Like they are right. part of a team. Yeah. But at the same time, there's high demands and they're a piece of something that is is more or less built for a certain outcome, right? So I say that because I think the most important thing for teams is if, if, you, if you have a team and if you're on a team where you know that your value has nothing to do with what you're doing on the field, then I think that that's when, one, I think that's when teams thrive. And two, I think that's when sports has its biggest impact. So if there is, for D1 athletes, if there's someone that's struggling with something, that, that takes precedence over anything on the field because the field piece, the field piece is the cherry on top, right? Like if the other stuff isn't taken care of, if like, and again, I think it's the coach's responsibility to make sure the players know, like, I might be hard on you. I might pull you off the field if you're not working hard enough. I might do something, but it's like that won't change how I value you and that won't change how I love you. So with that being said, like the players for me, hopefully they have a relationship with their coach where they know that the coach wants those things to be brought to the forefront first and foremost. Um, I think, I think that's, I know if, if like, whether it's someone present that I'm coaching or someone in the past, 
if they had an issue and um, they wouldn't have told me, I know that I would have been, I would have really wanted that because that's something that before I'm teaching them about the sport, I want to like, it's important to know what's going on in their lives and to make sure that they're okay as a person before they're doing the extra. Yeah. Human being first, for sure. Man, that's a beautiful answer. And the reason I asked that is because I can see it from both sides. I can see why a guy like Ricky Rubio, I'm going to use the Ricky Rubio example. He just came out over the weekend saying he's done playing professional basketball. Let's keep in mind that Ricky Rubio has been playing professional basketball since we were in junior high. Like this guy has been playing Argentina, right? Luke, I believe like he, I I believe so. Um, Whatever it could have been, whatever it is, he's been playing professional overseas for years been playing in the NBA for double digits. And I bet that was a really tough conversation with a coach saying, hey, I'm not right right now, and it's bigger than the sport. So hearing you talk about how it's human before athletes hopefully inspires our listeners to go, wow, if Texas is doing this, I can do this where I'm at. So thank you for your candidness, and thank you for that. That was a beautiful answer. Luke, what do you got? No, 100%. I think that um... – Again, kind of like you said, if, if the top levels of Division One can be doing it, then we can be doing it, right? Um, but also, just kind of a piece that I wanted to touch on was whenever Ben said, yeah, we may get a little upset with you. We may pull you, on the fi- pull, pull you off the field if you're not working hard enough. But it's because you set those standards and you actually are able to teach the women that you're working for, right? And you're saying, look, this is what we expect of you, and we're going to design sessions, and we're going to design uh, a program to get you there we're not just going to ask you to, to do it on the fly right so you have those expectations but you also put in the work yourself as a coach to request that from your athletes and I think that's a really big part of that yeah I think coaches bosses and managers that are listening to this podcast listen to what Ben's saying right like he's saying that the love is the strong piece to get the results we want the field but it starts with those relationships uh, ben, I love that, man. Um, what I want to do is I'm always conscious of our guest time. You know, I don't want to take you away too much of your Sunday. But I do have to ask you, like we ask every week, you know it's coming. What's your keep going moment? <laughs> There's the um, face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, let me start by saying I love that you all do this because I think – I know I said it before, but I don't think it's easy having – one just having conversations where people are willing to be open and vulnerable and two for you guys to host it every week i think is awesome um so matt honestly i i I can't say enough good things about that i think it's really cool they all do that um i know i don't know and i think i've had someone on here before that has said this um i think i don't know if there is one specific keep going moment i think i think there's probably been a few and maybe not maybe if some of them aren't even moments, but more just like time periods. Um, Like I know one right off the bat, um, when I was 15, my parents got divorced. Um, That would be one that, and and I would honestly, in in terms of divorce, I was pretty fortunate in that. Like it wasn't anything that was super messy. And it was, um, honestly, they had raised me well enough to that point that I I think I dealt with it. Um, I'm just fortunate in how, I guess I handled it, um, but I, I, I think probably a time period more so than an event for me is um, 
maybe right after college um, going into, and I know I mentioned when I first started coaching, kind of viewed it as part time. Um, I think just right after college, just a lot of, um, there's just a lot of unknown, right? Like you go, you spend your whole life growing up, preparing for whatever happens after college and you graduate college and you're like, well, now what do I prepare for? <laughs> like, what do I do? Exactly. Now? Yeah. Um, and so I think that that and having to shift from still finding ways to be healthy, like healthily stressed and still finding ways to grow, but not in a structured team setting. Um, I think that that was, that was a big shift for me. Um, and honestly, I think that that's my biggest takeaway from that. Again, it kind of plays back to nutrition, but I think the biggest takeaway was to an extent, I learned that you get to pick your stresses. And when I say that, I mean, if you think about from a evolutionary, evolutionary standpoint, humans are designed to adapt to things, right? It's why athletes can be super, super fit. It's why athletes can do tremendous things. It's why uh, marathon runners can get to a point where they can run insane distances. All of those things is because the human body is just made to adapt. And sometimes when we're not giving our body those stresses, like their hormetic stresses is what they're called. Uh, I think it's easy for your body to, to have stress and anxiety over other things. Um, so I, I think for me, the biggest one was, hey, if I don't want to feel stress from something that might not be imminent danger, then I think I'm like learning that I have to put myself through things that are hard, whether it's exercise, whether it's maybe a little bit of fasting, whether it's ice baths, whether it's saunas. Like, I think for me, that keep going moment, it just took me a while to realize like, well, I'm in charge of what stress I put myself through to grow. And it's not a team setting anymore. I, I think that that took me quite a bit to, to kind of figure out and get back on track with that. No, got it. No, well said. Luke? Absolutely. I think, um, that transition piece from being with a team all the time to being by yourself is massive for people. And I think that's where a lot of um, struggles come mentally is figuring out who yourself is um, after you've, you've been in a team sport your whole life. Right. Um, I've talked about it on here before I lived in an apartment by myself whenever I was coaching at Tennessee Wesleyan university. Um, and then COVID hit. So I was by myself for like two months straight. Um, super difficult time because I didn't really know who I was and what I like to do by myself, blah, blah, blah. So man, that, that, that time period can be difficult, especially if you're kind of trying to navigate yourself at the same time. So we appreciate your openness there, Ben. Yeah, that was super vulnerable. I think it's really hard to spend time with yourself when you don't like yourself. And I, I think it's normalized now to just go, I don't like who I am. I'm going to keep doing the same exact stuff. And it's like, <laughs> we have to make an adjustment. Um, I think, it, I don't know who had this quote, but they say every couple of years, you're a different version of yourself. And I think that's beautiful because as we go on in life, we take bits and pieces from everyone, the good, the bad, the indifferent, and make it our own. So I think the power there of being able to be ourselves and love ourselves for who we are, we only get one run at this. So make changes, do things that make you feel better. And 
if you have someone like Luke or Ben or myself or anybody in your corner, anyone that fills your cup and you can feel that energy when you're around them, feed off of them. You can get things good and bad from people to move forward. I think that's a strong thing. We don't have to stay unhappy. Seek that happiness. It's right around the corner. That's what I'd say. Absolutely, man. Well said, Pat. Yep. Ben, well, I'm going to do this. I'll get you out of here very quickly, but make sure you shout out your socials. Where can our listeners find you? They're going to be super impacted by the episode. Well, I can say that you're going to, if they do look up anything, especially on Instagram, you're going to see a lot more fish than you would me probably. So <laughs> just fair warning, if you look it up, it's going to be fish um, and my beautiful wife, um, which is way better than fish. But hey, um, behind so, every good man, there's a great woman. Behind every good man, right. there's a great woman. <laughs> that's right, a hundred percent. So Instagram, the the handle is b munger, so b m u n g r one five. Um, I think it's the same for Twitter. I should know that. I think it's the same for actually for Twitter. It might be Ben underscore Munger. That's gonna be it. Um, yeah. But yeah, either one of those, I'm available. If you follow me, message me anything. I'm definitely available to talk anything you need. No, Ben, I appreciate you being available for our community. Like I said, I know our listeners are going to love this. Not one of the soccer fans and the Texas fans. I, I know Luke has his own uh, his own. Uh, I wore top bar because that's kind of a connection for me <laughs> yeah. and Ben. I couldn't go for I couldn't go for Texas, but I could go for Hemont. So that's all right. <laughs> I know a lot of listeners, Texas fans are not going to be super impacted, but we do, and we've been doing this ever since Mikey Tosado's episode. Shout out, Mikey. We want to give you your flowers, man. What did you want to say on here that you haven't said yet? Here's your FaceTime. Go ahead. Hmm. Um, I, th I think the biggest piece, I, I would encourage people to really, really because I think that's what helped me through my time after college. I would encourage people to really, really define their value. Like it's going to be different for everyone. For me, a big part of it is my faith. Um, but I think, I think it's easy when you play sport that, especially if you get talented at it, not even if it's on purpose, but your value gets linked to, your success and your outcomes that you're producing, right? Oh, you have really good outcomes that are good for the team. Thus you're more valuable for the team. Um, and even if it's not meant to be like that, even if, even if people don't intend that, that's just naturally subconsciously how it forms in your brain. Right. And so for me, I think taking, like, I think it's important to take a really hard look at yourself and your life and think, okay, the things that I care about most if I lose them, which is a hard thing to think about, right? If I lose them, how would, like, what, how would I feel about myself? You know, how, how would I feel about myself? What would I do with that? Um, and then finding things that are untouchable that give you value, right? So again, for me, mine is faith. Um, it could be something, Pat, and I'm going to shout you out again because I thought it was awesome. could be something that's finding something every day that is just like that brings you joy it's amazing like wow that is an insanely really really cool looking frog you know it could be anything but i think just just finding a way to 
define your value without attaching it to something that can be taken away or can go away or anything like that, I think is just, I would, I would really encourage people to just take a hard look at that. Ben, that was, that was fantastic, man. And it comes back to the mic quote we dropped. I know Luke's a big mic guy. Open to everything attached to nothing. I, I think that's powerful to keep the keep going mantra and have the career that you're having and the beautiful wife that you have and the fish that you catch and all the beautiful things we've touched on on this call. You can see why you're a happy guy and you're making an impact on hundreds of athletes and countless other people throughout your days, Ben. So, I, dude, this is awesome. I love when I get to meet someone that I haven't met prior. It's usually me bringing people on. So, Shout out Luke for getting a great guest. And you guys are, I love both you guys. I can see why you guys are friends. No, man, well, I appreciate I just, him more than, more than he knows. Um, he's talked me through a lot of stuff and helped me figure out a lot of stuff in my coaching career. So, I mean, shout out this dude right here. No, I, I appreciate it. And Luke, uh, and both of y'all, again, like, I can't say enough how in my opinion like unique this podcast is and how difficult it is um and then luke just from knowing you it's been really cool to see you like really grab onto this and like work really hard at it and it's even in the what there's 37 episodes now is that right yeah seven yeah episodes all right (laughs) so even even like even though it's only been 37 episodes like uh to see how you guys have progressed and Luke to see you like really dig into this. It's been really, really cool. Um, and I've gotten a lot out of it personally, just from listening to it. So I just want to thank you guys a ton. I think what you're doing is really, really inspiring. Ben, thank you, brother. What we want to do too, is we want to support the great things that you're doing. So if you guys have a gear package or any fundraiser stuff coming up over at Texas, man, let us know. We'll throw it in the show notes. We'll get your store and all that up. Support you guys as well. Absolutely. Appreciate Appreciate you, Pat. No, always. Always. You guys, too. It was a blast. Thanks for coming to my shirt. Uh, I'm going to take that in my grave with me. (laughs) (laughs) You know know it's all love, brother. And I'll let you get back to your Sunday. Appreciate you fitting us in your busy (laughs) schedule, man. And uh, keep going, all right, bro? Keep going. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Keep going, brother. Take it easy, bro. Bye. Man, what a fantastic interview with the boy Ben Monger. Luke, thoughts before we wrap up? I there's a reason I asked Ben on, and it's because of just you know his his natural personality, right? Like he's just a happy guy, kind of like you said um, at the end there. Whenever you were recapping it, dude. He just impacts everybody he knows positively. Um, and, and I hope the listeners take that away from that episode. I know I did today. And Luke, like I said before, man, I know we're doing things a little bit differently going forward. But I'd like to shout out our sponsors, Community with Matt Roberts and the whole gang, uh, Power Pipe, Homegrown Design. Luke, another Sunday, another amazing guest. And we're off and running in season two, brother. And uh, above all else, brother. I love you. Keep going. Love you, buddy. Keep going. Hey, hook them horns, baby. Oh, God.